it's really difficult to look past the realities of body positivity and the realities mainly all boil down to it's not always a positive thing. Welcome back, you all, to yet another week of Black and White. We're so excited for you to join us this week. Kel. McKinley. I feel like I, this is this is the time of year where I thrive, okay? Fall is around the corner. August? No one well, well, hear me out. August. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Are you at Fall's around girl? the corner. A what? The Burr months. September, October, November, Oh, December. yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm I mean, absolutely. I know. I was gonna say, who isn't a basic bitch, <laughs> right? It's all we have left. I know. Just let us be have. basic <laughs> in this economy. That's all we have. <laughs> <laughs> um. So no, but the reason that I feel like I thrive in August is because yes, the Burr months are you know right around the corner. Kids are back in school. Mm-hmm. I can go to pools. I can go to the, like, to go shopping. I can go to the movies. All of those things, like, in the middle of the day, and the kids won't be there. Mm. That is the biggest, like, difference I see at this time. You know what, like, my favorite thing about living in Denver is maybe hmm. it's not the mountains or even the weed or just the general culture of being like, hey, you be you. It is. I literally was about to say, what fucking culture, Kelly? When you said that, I was like, oh God, what culture? The lack of religion, that culture. That's what I'm talking about. But God damn it, I lost my train of thought. My favorite thing about Denver is that there are no children. Like I never see children anywhere. I haven't felt impacted by school starting at all. That's a good point. I feel like it's Denver amazing. is very much. Yeah, it's young everyone's like thirty years old. Yeah, it's right. weird. I don't oh, think it's. Normal. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I've never thought about that. But that I mean, having lived there, I can absolutely say that is very true. Mm-hmm. That is so wild to me. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just like glad that. I feel like a weight is lifted off of my shoulders every time <laughs> school is back in season. And I, I just, I don't know why I don't have kids, you know, all of my friends have kids, but then, you know, a lot hey. of those, a lot of my friends have kids, Kelly, you, you are the minority. You are the minority. You said all, ma'am. Oh, well, a lot, honestly, well, most of them <laughs> here. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're at least married, if not with kids. Um, or they're like single parents. It's kind mm. of crazy to think about that. Cause I'm like, I literally embody the drunk aunt in like every show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm trying to think of a, a, a classic show where there's like a drunk aunt that like just kind of appears and like does what she wants and you know, pops in and out, doesn't do discipline. Like, you know what I mean? Well, this isn't a drunk aunt, but I feel like you are Linda Belcher. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could definitely it makes sense. Like I I don't know, I just 
I really, I'm enjoying my drunk aunt phase, but I think I'm ready to like move to the next level of <laughs> what is drunk the next level? girlfriend, drunk girlfriend. So, what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense at all. Okay. Anyway, anyway, we're off okay. to a really great start. I know just so drunk <laughs> all the time, whatever I am, I'm drunk. Um, yeah okay so this is super crazy i've been reading up on completely unrelated i've been reading up on lizzo and like all the allegations that she's had brought against her and how the the case is kind of progressing there were more people on her team that came forward with more allegations of like the same things so i think they're up to almost 10 people with alleged you know stories about how they were treated as being a part of her staff and it's so crazy. So, okay, if you don't know the whole story, basically yeah, there. Recap. Yeah. So basically, there was um, there were a few dancers of hers. I think three initially that came forward with allegations of sexual harassment, um, beratement around uh, body and body image. And I mean, the thing is, fat phobia has absolutely. Like, I think that a lot of times when you think of Lizzo, you think about all of the fat phobic, mm-hmm. like, shit that she's had to put up with largely, you know, on the internet. You can go look at comments under anything that she posts, mm-hmm. like, on social media. And people go crazy. Just, like, you, you know, just speaking down to her and speaking poorly about her, it's disgusting. But apparently she was dishing that same stuff out to the people who worked for her. Mm-hmm. And within these, like – these reports um, within case files, there's mention of just like really vulgar stuff, like somebody like having to um, like eat a banana seductively, if I'm not mistaken. There's like um, mention of like touching genitalia and it's supposed to be lighthearted and fun. Right, it's just like really, really inappropriate, not like molestation, not any sort of like abuse necessarily in that regard. Mm -hmm. But for example, you know, they went out if, from what I understand, they would go out, you know, kind of like as a team and, um, they, there were just like inappropriate stuff that happened with people that weren't on the team, if that makes sense. So Mm. it's just crazy. So that was the initial story. And now more allegations have come forward and it's super insane to, to think about because it's like, bro. Lizzo has stood for everything, uh, body positivity, body image, positivity just generally, you know, the, she's the woman that brings up, you know, misrepresented children onto her stage at, at concerts, you know, mm-hmm. like she's supposed to be this like, you know, um, Saint, Saint Lizzo. And it's just crazy. Of course she's, but she holds well, a guess, lot of power and right. with that comes the possibility of abusing it. Exactly. And that's what's so upsetting. And I think what's really interesting is she came forward and she said, you know, these allegations are false, what have you. Um, She basically said, typically, I wouldn't even give any attention to stuff like this. But because of the nature of the allegations and uh, because she knows what she stands for when, you know, it comes to that influence, that power that you just mentioned, she, I guess, you know, took to social media or whatever. And um, she's hired a lawyer that apparently, like, who's represented, what? like, the Kardashians, um, like, big name, big names. Oh, Lord. I feel so, like, unfair 
unfazed and uninterested in all of this. Is that say more? Like I'm just like, yeah, it's another famous person doing shitty stuff. Yeah. Like I'm just yeah. like, I'm not like, oh my gosh, not Lizzo. I'm like, yeah, Lizzo. It's sure. Right. Like that makes sense. Right. I just don't feel as like phased by it as I used to. No, I agree. And I think it's because I mean, for me anyway, it's because I get older and I realize these celebrities are literally people just like you and I. Yeah. I think that's like the difference. But what's crazy, and it's really interesting, I was talking to a friend of mine um, earlier in the week, and we were having a conversation just about kind of people that um, are kind of well-known, like local celebrities in San Antonio, specifically local, like, d-list celebrities let's not get crazy yeah um and like the reputations that some people have and um you know their working style and you know what have you and what's crazy is we were talking about just like drama and how it kind of tends to be stirred up in even adult circles and you know of course mm -hmm. it's reminiscent of high school and and all of that mm -hmm. um but it was interesting because i was telling my friend you know if there is anything ill spoken about someone on like a grander scale. Like for example, yeah, they did this to this person or this business deal went awry because they, you know, handled it this way, what have you. And it's not necessarily like something that, you know, a person is offended by personally, but rather affects like something, you know, bigger, the grand scheme of things. I find myself saying that's all I need to know about this person mm. to not to know that I don't want to be involved with them. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. And the reason I bring that up is because so many people have, you know, come forward and said these things about Lizzo, but there are still other people doubting whether or not there's truth to it. Right. And my thing is there may, it may not be like every single detail in that case file or in the allegations listed. Maybe every single detail isn't true. Maybe it has been twisted. But the fact that they have enough or what they felt was enough evidence to come forth about it and be mm -hmm. able to say this about her, it's like, that's all I need to know, to know, to believe or to be swayed rather um, one way or another. And like, what is the phrase like in a court of law, um, uh, something needs to be proven beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, my brain is not a court of law. <laughs> okay. The way that I think about stuff like that, you know, is not, it's not the same line of thinking and so it's just like interesting how i feel like i've seen that you know with the lizzo situation but also on a smaller level of okay if anybody's able to even say half of what they said about you then that's that's all i need to know to like mm -hmm. avoid the whole situation yeah yeah, yeah. it's an interest. yeah i wish i had more of like a take on it i'm just like kind of numb to everything <laughs> yeah no i feel that so much because it's like Oh, great. Another like really wealthy person that I looked up to let me down. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, in the it's just like, like, yeah. Welcome to 2023. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Womp, and welcome womp. to the stage of our life. <laughs> yes. Welcome to this super happy podcast. <laughs> I know. Anyway, all of that to say, Lizzo's fucking up. Um, that's basically what I wanted to just, you know, touch on there. Um, have you been you've been watching the bachelorette right like you finished yes it the, i finished okay. it on my lunch break today amazing before we go any further i'm going to give a spoiler alert warning skip forward 30 seconds i don't know what however long i skip two minutes or i so. skip for like at least two minutes 
Maybe two to five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> now I'm like upping it. Right. Just good luck. Okay. Figure it out. Um, yeah, no, I, I have so many thoughts. One initially charity Lawson is beautiful. Like so incredible. She seems just so sweet and gracious and all of that. So I was excited to see that she was going to be the bachelorette. Um, Full disclosure, The Bachelor, the last episode of The Bachelor, I hadn't watched in like 10 years, literally, because I was like, this is the most sexist show ever, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm like, fuck it. It's entertaining. I don't care. It's 2023 in this economy. Mm-hmm. I'll take what I can mm-hmm. get. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, I started watching it, The Bachelor, uh, the last season of The Bachelor, but I watched the first couple episodes like on Hulu, and then I literally skipped to the finale because I was so bored because that what's his face sack is it sack oh my god he was so boring he was so boring but he was such a fucking typical bachelor he yeah. was exactly what you've we've seen it all before we you know what i mean and i got to the point where i was just i was over it i was like i want to see somebody that's actually one maybe someone who looks like me imagine that and then two like somebody with, I don't know, substance? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Don't feel like it's too much to ask. Mm-hmm. Don't no, feel like it. I but agree. what did you think of the season? Um, I love Charity. I thought she was super classy and I really appreciated her emotional intelligence. And I think like the men at the end, like very much align with that. Like I feel like there was an unusual amount of emotional intelligence on this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. I'm just like, I have a soft spot in my heart for reality TV. And like, I've been watching <laughs> The Bachelor since I was a child, which is probably yeah. why I'm so messed up now. <laughs> no, not right. Really. I'm like, well, why we have false expectations of what like romance and like love is maybe. Yeah, yeah. but I've watched it like way, way, I mean, way 20 back seasons. And I, this was like her 20th season or this was the 20th season. Charity was the 20th bachelorette. Yeah. So, okay. So I've been watching the bachelorette since I was 11. Cause I watched like the first season of it. So, That's uh. so crazy. <laughs> okay. okay. What did you think Wait, about Charity's 12? 12. Oh, I don't forget how math. old I am. <laughs> that is the last thing I'm going to do is math right now. <laughs> Whatever. You're as old as you want to be. That's what I've decided. Um, what did you think about her choosing Doughton though? I, I was fucking thrilled. Loved it. I loved yeah. that she chose Doughton. I thought he was so good for her. And yeah. I loved that that meant that Joey is the bachelor because, oh my word. Like he's when so cute. I was sitting in my room by myself watching it. And when he walked on screen, like on the live show with his little curly cut, I literally Ugh. said, oh my God. <laughs> I can hear you saying that. Like, yes. I, like I can just picture the whole scenario. My thing about Joey, like, first of all, Doughton is a man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, like, I'm actually, like, salivating a little bit as I talk about <laughs> him. Like, he's tall. He's a man. Like, he's not that those two things can be mutually exclusive, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, but he just, like, embodies everything that I think most women, most like stable, um, heterosexual women want. And that is like the emotional intelligence that you mentioned. I think that's like, um, like the way that he communicated his communication style, the way that he was able to communicate to charity, what was important to him, Mm -hmm. um, the dynamic of his family, like all of that. Um, 
I just think it was like so beautiful. And frankly, I think that if she hadn't picked him in the end, I would maybe have like a personal vendetta against her <laughs> um, because I'd be like, bitch, what the hell? Everything and more that anyone, any woman would want is right in front of you and you're not taking it. Not that Joey is less than that. Joey just, he's just different, you know, yeah. like he has this like boyish charm, I feel like which makes me really excited. I know for the fact that he is. I'm so excited. I feel like there hasn't been a bachelor that I have been like, that's someone that I would want to date in like a while. Yes. And exactly. this guy, I'm like, oh, he is so my type. Like it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I'm excited. Maybe we should watch that together. I feel like, yeah. I mean, and give like weekly updates. <gasps> well, we'll oh see. Oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite podcast in the whole world, other than ours, obviously is <laughs> the popcast with Knox and Jamie. I'm obsessed with them. It's like my shout out to them pop culture podcast. Um, and they used to do recaps of the bachelor and bachelorette. And it was like the thing that I looked forward to the most every week. And then they stopped doing it because they respect themselves and the bachelor went downhill really fast, whatever. I mean, I, they can make their own choices. Way back up. It might be on its way back because here's the thing. Like I said, what's his face was such a what was his name? The Last Bachelor, Ben? No, God, what was his name? Oh, was it Jake, Nick, Ben? Like you know exactly the type of guy I'm thinking of. He, that's always the fucking bachelor. That's always the guy, and that's what I'm saying. The reason that I think it may be you know kind of like back on the up and up is because. They're putting real people on that on that show rather than, you know, finding like the pretty boy who, you know, is like, I don't know. I don't know. But you have I'm, more I'm faith hopeful. in it than I do. But maybe because I, I took right. a break for. Yeah, I took a break for so long that maybe I'm like, that's why my faith. That's where my faith is coming from. But we'll see. I don't know. But yeah, Joey, I would actually date him, too. So that's why I'm like, hell yeah. Like, it's so good to see. Like, he just seems normal. Yeah. Like, he's literally like a tennis pro turned um, tennis instructor and lives in Hawaii. Like super, it's just, it's just cool. He seems normal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Okay, I, I had mixed feet. This is completely unrelated, switching gears a bit. Obviously, I have a slight obsession with Gen Z, meaning you that really I have do. a slight, I don't know what it is. They're just so fun and vibrant and cool and like, <laughs> Yeah, exciting. Um, and they don't give a fuck about anything, which is what I'm like, yes, like mm -hmm. just do the damn thing, you know? Um, so there has been a new, and because I'm obsessed with Gen Z, I feel like TikTok has kind of just come along, like it goes hand in hand. Sure. But what I have had mixed feelings about in the past, recent past, that has kind of shifted more recently um is girl dinner girl dinner <laughs> my whole life I, is girl dinner that's how i eat. i know <laughs> and at first when i first heard that phrase and like came to understand what it meant i thought to myself this is stupid why are we subjecting women yet again to blah 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 and then i was like we can like calm the fuck down it's fun it's kitschy we can all relate to it. And I'm like, okay, if we can all relate to it and it's something that brings people together, okay, I can put aside my hostility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, girl dinner is literally my, like I just had a granola bar and um, 
I think this is so random. I, I think I'm like really protein deficient or something because I've been craving like beans, like refried beans, mm-hmm. sidebar. Um, but yeah, like I'll have, it's literally snacks for dinner. Yeah. It's like charcuterie. That's all I do is eat snacks. Lunchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like what is an actual meal? I Why made I an actual meal for one person. My meal tonight or my girl's dinner was actually pretty elaborate. It was a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> a couple of sliced up strawberries and a cheese stick. That is three different courses or not courses. (laughs) I call this girl dinner. It was fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I haven't eaten yet because I've like gotten into this really bad habit of eating very late, but I also am going to bed late. So I'm like, okay, as long as those two coincide, but, um, yeah, I love that you described a lab, use the word elaborate. And then you said, PB and J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cut up strawberries. I actually cut them. Oh my God. You cook. That's cooking. I basically cooked. Yes. You cook. Cooked. All That's knives. what that is. You whipped out a knife. If you used a knife, it's cooking. That's <laughs> my new rule. I love that. Yes. <laughs> if you use a knife and not a butter knife, if you use a oh. knife knife, well, like a, well, not literally, but if you had to cut something with a knife, that is cooking. <laughs> Mark my words. That's the new rule. My new rule in life. I'm not. I'm not going back on what I said. I'm not going back on it. But I I need to fix myself a girl dinner. I've really had to like combat the idea lately that like eating quote healthy is supposed to look a certain way. I feel like I like I fluctuate so much from the day to day. Like the amount of activity that I like do fluctuate so much like how much I eat is just like different every day and I feel like I used to like be like I have to eat like at this time and this time and this time and I've gotten a lot Mm -hmm. better about being like more fluid with my body is that the right word I don't know that makes sense it makes sense I mean you think about it and it's like our emotional state fluctuates from day to day you know Mm -hmm. our energy levels fluctuate from day to day um, you know, what we have going on around us and like, you know, whatever fluctuates day to day, why wouldn't our eating habits or our eating schedule? It just, yeah. it makes sense to me, yeah. you know? And I definitely I think, don't, like, I think that there it could, I think there's a lot of problems that come along with like not having like a regular eating schedule, but I don't think that that's like the issue in itself. Like if you're right. really like listening to your hunger cues um and eating every day whether you want to or not you know sometimes you just don't have an appetite and like you have to eat something um right but i don't know i just like don't really have like rules around food for myself anymore and i feel a lot happier because of it yeah absolutely i think like really it comes down to just honoring your body and listening to your body Mm -hmm. if you're hungry if you feel the capacity that you have the capacity to eat um a lot you make a meal it is i will say like the kicker for me is cooking for one it's really difficult like i don't like to cook i'm good at it i've been told Mm. um but i i don't enjoy it's kind of sad just cooking for one and then you know depending on what you're making you have leftovers and it's like okay well when am i gonna revisit those (laughs) like you know so um hence girl dinner Girl dinner, girl dinner. I'm like, how (laughs) do I work that phrase into my everyday conversation? And so that I have the excuse to sing it. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you have girl dinner. (laughs) Right. So every day. 
Um, okay. I have some recs for the week. Yay. Let's hear it. I feel like you probably do too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So I just started reading this new book and I know we were talking about hobbies last week. Yes. And, and you're just, reading. I'm so proud of yes. you. <laughs> I'm trying to really just start, you know, diving back into my reading list. My, like I said before, very long, extensive list of books that I either haven't finished or haven't begun, but they're just sitting in my house. Like I have so many books and I love mm. to read and I'm unemployed. What better time than to, you know, kind of start to retrain my brain mm -hmm. to, you know, read before bed rather than scrolling, which there are days when I just give in and I'm like, fuck it, I'm scrolling. Cause that's what I want to do. And I don't care. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there's some balance to be found there. Um, so I started reading modern lovers by Emma Straub. It's basically, um, it's a fiction book, which I love historical fiction, but I mostly read nonfiction books. Um, like I read a lot of nonfiction books about like religion and about historical events and about, you know, mm -hmm. um, things that I have typically just found to be more relatable. But this book um, is basically, it's Emma Straub is a New York Times bestselling author, which great, amazing. But it it takes place in um, New York, and it's amongst the the main characters are friends who were once in a band together, but they have teenagers that are like graduating from high school. So it's basically, from what I've gathered so far, I'm I've only made you know I've only scratched the surface. But what I've gathered so far is they're the parents of these teenagers are basically watching their teenagers become them, mm. and so it, it you know it walks through like you know, the dynamic between um, this one girl, one teenage character who has, you know, lesbian moms. So they're trying to, you know, navigate that. Um, and then she's like, you know, going after this like bad boy right now. And they're like, okay, well, how the hell do we parent her? But also we're fun. We were in a band, like we did crazy <laughs> stuff. Like we know what's out there, like how we're, and holding her back from it basically is not gonna do anything. So. It's really interesting because I think that you get the perspective of the parents and the kids, which right now at this stage in my life, I feel like I appreciate both perspectives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely read Modern Lovers by Emma Straub. I have also been religiously, like this is my religion now, I would like you to know, Sex in the City. Yes. Okay. I love Sex I started, in the City. Yes. Who doesn't? I started from the very beginning, like season mm -hmm. one, episode one. Mm -hmm. And I actually had a little bit of a crisis a couple days ago because everything that I'm consuming right now, the fiction that I'm consuming, whether it be the books I'm reading, um, you know, the things that I'm just seeing on TV, watching shows or movies or whatever, it all takes place in New York. And I literally, literally had a conniption, one of many, the other night. And I said, oh my God, is this the time that I can just move to New York and reinvent myself entirely? <gasps> You could like I would sell my York. cars. Yes, I wouldn't. I would have to. I would walk everywhere. I started looking at apartments. I have friends there. Are you serious? You started looking at apartments? Yeah, because I was like, what would it cost? I mean, here's the thing: I can find an apartment that costs the same as it does in San Antonio, Texas. It's just going to be Itty about bitty. A, a seventh the size. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, which my thing is like, if I live in New York, I'm not going to be home. 
you know, like, anyway, so I'm like, you know, it's probably 2am at this point the other night. Oh, Lord. Sitting, (laughs) like, just my mind is going. I'm like, oh, my God, what would I have to do? Would I, like, live with a friend for a little while to get my footing and then figure, like, it was just crazy. So I know, I mean, I know a shit ton of people that live in different parts of New York, all over Manhattan, Brooklyn. Um, I know people in Long Island. It's just, like, funny. Um, New Yorkers, please don't come for me for saying that Long Island or mentioning <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so Sex in the City. And then, of course, like the fantasy of like Sex in the City, right? I'm like, but then they're taking cabs everywhere. That's not realistic in this economy. Like cabs back then were <laughs> yeah. literally for like 10 miles. It was probably like four bucks. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's true. Whereas now, mm-mm. Um, but yeah, I had to be brought back down to earth by a couple of friends because, you know, it's fantasy. Sex in the City is literal mm-hmm. fantasy. But oh, yeah. I digress. Sex in the City is one of the shows that I go to when I'm feeling like lonely. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the, like, it's similar to like friends in that sense. Like, the female friendships in Sex in the City, I feel like are so like refreshing and like comforting to me. Like, every time I watch it, like, and I've watched watched it through like over mul- like multiple times, and I'm mm-hmm. always like, oh my gosh, the whole thing's just about Carrie and Miranda. Like it's about their friendship. Like it's about yeah. the women more than right, like right. Carrie's relationship with like her her guy, Mr. Big. Right. I yelled at the TV for the first time with Big uh, yesterday, and I just was like. Yeah, you know, you know, if you've watched Sex in the City, you know how tumultuous it is. It's just like a roller coaster with that man, even to up until the movie. It just mm-hmm. drives me crazy. Um, and then all of that to say, he dies on oh, yeah. a Peloton. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Yeah. I That's forgot not about a spoiler. That. That's a separate show. That's and just like that. I guess it's not a spoiler. It might be. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that is literally the biggest change of pace that I've been watching, um, I actually started watching it with a friend the other night, and I was super excited about it, but it's just so well made, and the artistry behind this series is absolutely unmatched. Um, How to Become a Cult Leader on Netflix. What? It, first of Why all. Why have I not heard yeah, of this? That is it's so amazing. up my alley. I love yeah. cult shit. Right? I think All it's because it. we were basically in one. Yep. <laughs> um, so basically it talks through the tendencies that you see behind like the sociopathic leaderships of of modern day um, well-known cults. So you, you hear about guys like David Koresh, mm-hmm. um, who was the cult leader in Waco. And then of course you hear about uh, Charles Manson. You hear about all of these, these guys um and it breaks it shares the stories i think each episode kind of highlights a different cult but you have to watch it kel like the artistry is oh, I so will. so yeah. good i'm sold. um you had me yeah let me know what you think it's so good um and of course like if you love any sort of like cult anything mm-hmm. it, that's that's your shit. yeah um yeah those are my recs for the week what about you what have you been watching well, I watched The Bachelorette, and I've still been actively watching Bob's Burgers just to, you know, keep everyone up does. to date. I feel like this <laughs> is like go something is aligning with my mental health and Bob's Burgers. But anyways, 
Um, I watched this weekend the Depp v. Heard documentary on Netflix mm. where they put mm-hmm. like Johnny Depp and what's her name? What Heard? Amber. Amber Heard. Like yeah. their testimonies side by side. So you were able to see like the whole story. And it was like a three-part docuseries. I love it. Um, it was great because I did not keep up with the story at all. Um, yeah, same. And my mom was like obsessed with it. And I remember telling her like, I'm going to wait till the documentary comes out. And I'm like, so glad I did. Cause it was such a concise way to watch a really, right. really crazy situation, but I love a good so, series. You know how you said that you feel about Lizzo? Like you're just unfazed. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about, uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I'm like, Oh yeah. Two wealthy celebrities are fighting she shit in his bed and they went to court <laughs> like i literally aside from the shitting in the bed because that's insane to me and like makes me cringe but also i'm intrigued and i want to know what led her to do that <laughs> um but i don't like i don't know i just i feel the same way i'm just very much like okay glad you guys hashed it out like mm-hmm. i i could not be more unbothered about the situation but i also can appreciate when there's a documentary that does present a story that like that, that like yes, very concisely. I love so it. So I, I think that's like enough of a reason for me to want to watch it. So I might, I might peek, take a little peek. Yeah. 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 But I haven't been watching a whole lot of TV though. I feel like I've been like, I started, um, I went to a yoga class and I'm going to another one tomorrow. So I too Yay. am following up on my hobbies. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like um, one show that I'm planning on watching that I'm really excited to watch is Only Murders in the Building, season three. Have I you have seen not that? watched that. It's no. so good. Um, What's the premise? So it's with um, Demi Lovato. No, Selena Gomez. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. Um, and it's, it's like a really cute little like murder mystery. Uh, but like, there's like a podcast involved. I'm explaining it horribly, but it's like a very like well done show. And I think, um, Paul Rudd is in this season. Um, he's so hot, dude. And he's he? like, I don't um, think Paul Rudd's that hot. I have always thought Paul Rudd is hot only because like, I feel like he's one of the ones that hasn't aged. And I, I got, I started watching movies that he was in back in like when he like 90s movies like late 80s 90s movies that he was in and he was just like a young little slice and i think that's the paul rudd i always think of and so i'm like yes paul rudd yeah not in smile yes yeah do you like like murder mystery stuff i do um the first thing that comes to mind with only murders in the building that's what it's called right Mm mm-hmm Okay, I was like, did I butcher that? Um, is that one movie, Knives Out. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was the kitschiest, most annoying movie. Okay, then yeah, you probably wouldn't like Only Murders in the Building. It's a similar vibe. It's kitschy. Okay. But it's yeah, really well done. Yeah, like I think about Steve Martin in The Pink Panther and like that is too much. I can't. Oh my gosh. My favorite thing about this show though is like Steve Martin and Selena Gomez's character's relationship. Cause it's like mm-hmm. almost like a father daughter, like age difference. 
And mm-hmm. it is the most like pure, like precious thing of all time. I absolutely love it. You might like this. Maybe show. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, maybe I'll give it it's a shot. Sweet. Like um, if you're wanting to watch something that's like sweet and like heartwarming, but like still entertaining, like I bet you'll like it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm willing to try everything once. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, let me just like slide that in for all of the men who are all of the listeners, (laughs) all of the listeners. I'm just kidding. Um, kind of. Okay. So we're going to say over five, nine. No, like I'll try anything once. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. I'm tracking now. <laughs> she got there. She got there. There she is. There. Oh my god, I'm dying. Okay, so today we're diving into just let's just dive in. Let's uh, dive. Splash. Um, into like body image, Bodies. body positivity, the way body yaddy 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 dash Megan the Stallion. Um, yeah, like it's. Everywhere, I think it's something, I think I can speak for both of us, correct me if I'm wrong when I say it is something that we're constantly thinking about being um, late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50-year-old women in 2023, especially. Um, it's, I, I mean, I don't want to project by any means on anyone else, but it's something that I'm always thinking about. And I don't love that fact, but I think that it's just kind of the reality because with all of the external you know, forces at work, um, mm-hmm. obviously meaning like social media primarily. The patriarchy. It's really the patriarchy, <laughs> men and their bullshit, <laughs> all of it. Et cetera. Um, it's really difficult to look past the realities of body positivity. And the realities mainly all boil down to it's not always a positive thing, you know, Um I feel like so many people, and here's the thing, I've always said this and I will continue to say it until I'm, you know, blue in the face, dead in my grave. I think that if you want to have something modified on your body, you know, whether that be um, like tattoos, piercings, or whether it be, you know, a BBL or a facelift, I don't Mm -hmm. fucking care. I very much stand by what I say when I say it's your body. Mm-hmm. You do you, your body, your fucking choice. Like I, I genuinely don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that I do know that there's like nuance to it. Um, and sure. so I want to, I like want to talk about that. Like there has been stigma over the years. You know, if I went to my, I, okay, this is so <laughs> random. You're going to die. Do you remember, did you watch the Hills? Um, not really. Okay, so there's a an episode. I actually saw this on TikTok recently, so that's why it's kind of like front of like top of mind. Um, there was an episode where, and it was pretty pretty um, far along, like in the actual series. Whitney, who I just still to this day cringe when like I shudder when I say her name. I don't know why she just aggravates me. Whatever. She got all this work done, and the reason that I mentioned it was kind of further along in the show is because she had the money to do that. Mm-hmm. Like the show was funding her lifestyle, which was funding and, you know, her boyfriend at the time, fiance, husband, I can't remember if she was married to Spencer or not, but basically she went and got all this work done and then went home to see her, to her family home in like Minnesota. 
or something like Mm -hmm. very like, you know, down home Midwest family. And she had very clearly had work done. Like it didn't look natural. You can like, you can look up pictures and her mother goes, she didn't say like, you look great. Nothing like that. She goes, I mean, are you happy with how everything (laughs) turned out? And then Mm -hmm. she goes, what all did you have done? And so this, this scene is Whitney and her sister and her mom sitting on the couch in her, her parents' home listing like the things that if I remember correctly, she lists the things that she had done. And it was like facelift, nose job, injection, blah, 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 blah. And here's the thing. Like I said, don't give a fuck what you do to your body. If it's something that makes you happy and it's not harming you or anyone else. Um, but it didn't look good. I think like we can, we can say that it didn't look good Mm -hmm. regardless of what we believe about plastic surgery and about body, body modifications. Um, I, it didn't look good. I think that is just kind of, you know, the the truth. You so, know it when you see it. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just – it's really interesting how, like, that stigma has changed. And I think it's due to a lot of things, right? Like, BBLs came into the picture. And I think, you know, you see celebrities. Like, the Kardashians have, like – you know, they insist that they haven't had any work done, which, great, more power to you if you want to live by that. You know, great, fine. Um, but – it's just crazy to think like they have shaped or been a, such a huge part, such a huge influence in shaping the way that we see plastic surgery, mm-hmm. the way that we see modifying our bodies to kind of look more like what we want, yeah. you know? So it's really interesting to me. But yeah, the stigma I feel like is is so different. There yeah. is still a little bit of a stigma, but you know. So I recently underwent plastic surgery. Ooh, scandalous, honey. <laughs> yeah. So um, last year, last February. Wait. Huh? Okay, yeah. I was just going to say how recently, but you said it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like a year and a half ago, um, I had a breast reduction. And it was one of the best things that I ever did for myself. Um, I... But yeah, it was it was a crazy thing. Like I underwent like breast surgery. Okay, that is – I remember you telling me about that when we first reconnected, and that is fucking crazy for a couple of reasons in my mind. One, because that's not just, you know, a little Botox here, a little Botox no, there. That is an surgery. entire mm-hmm. – Right, a super invasive surgery. Mm-hmm. Like you were under anesthesia. It's – yeah, mm-hmm. one. And then two, frankly, I didn't remember your boobs being big. I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was like, oh, you got a breast reduction surgery. Like, cool. But what led you to do that? And like, what was your thought process leading up to it? Were you nervous before you went under the knife? Like, what what did that all look like? Yeah. So I um, like have talked a lot about my mental health on here. And for me, like my mental health is so like reflective of my body. Like I mm. – um, like gained a lot of weight when I was first really struggling. Like, I just feel like you could see it on, on me, like on my body, on my face that like, I wasn't doing well. Um, but so anyways, after I got married, um, I, I put on quite a bit of weight and I gained a lot of weight in my boobs. Like they just got really big. They were already like fairly big and then they just got a lot bigger. And Mm -hmm. when I lost weight, um, So after I was diagnosed with PTSD and I was in like 
therapy, like pretty intensive therapy and like working with a psychiatrist on my medication and like supplements and Mm -hmm. things like that, I lost a lot of weight, like not trying to. Um, I just, I was like struggling to eat, struggling to keep things down. Yeah. Like I just couldn't, um, I was really sick. Yeah. Um, very real side effect. Yeah. And so I lost a lot of weight really quickly and my boobs were pretty big and I like lost a lot of weight and I feel like they kind of like deflated. Um, Mm. and it was really painful. Like I was dealing with a lot of back pain, neck pain every single day. I still do. I hear that. Yeah. I still do deal with like back and neck pain. Um, but it was like, I had so much weight on my chest. It was just like pulling me down. Um, Mm. but I have like a really complicated relationship with my boobs. Like, I feel like I always kind of blamed my boobs a little bit for like my sexual assault, like, because I had like developed early. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just, and I feel like I just always got attention for my boobs. Like, I just remember like, like when it was like when things shifted and like men started Mm -hmm. looking at me differently and like, like, I I don't know. I just always feel like my boobs have been like front and center and given like got me in trouble. Um, yeah. And so it was like a really emotional thing for me to decide to do the breast reduction. Um, but it was like, yeah, it was amazing. I don't know. Um, but yeah, a lot of it had to do with like, I feel like it was kind of healing a wound in my sexual assault story by like choosing Mm. to like do this for my body. Um, And it's interesting because it was like expensive to, to do. And a lot of what you're paying for (laughs) is the anesthesia. And I was like, should I do, should I do something else? Like while I'm under, like, should I do like a little liposuction? Oh, like a little, yeah. you know, and it was so tempting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was so tempting to be like, oh, well, if I'm going to like do this, then like, should I do this? And and like, for me, there was something really different about my boobs and like what I had been through and like what they like signified for me that yeah, the yeah. surgery felt like the right thing to do versus like my stomach is something that I've always been insecure about. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to, like, go under the knife for my stomach to look different. Like, I want to work on, like, yeah. accepting my body as she is. But with my boobs, it was just, like, yeah, just this very deeply emotional emotional tie to my trauma. Um, what did the reduction look like? Like, what size were you when you – before you went under the knife? And then what size did you become? Yeah. So I was like a H cup. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm I a, don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, and now I'm a double D. Holy fucking shit. What? Yeah. H. A B C D E F G H. Yeah. Okay. They were big. Wow, that's... They were heavy. I would like like sit them on like the table. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that is crazy. I was so uncomfortable. I was so I can only imagine. There's mm-hmm. only so much support that like a bra can give you, you know? Like I'm I well, I'm shrinking as we speak, I swear to god. 
Um, I was a double D. That's the biggest I've ever been. And that came with weight also. And now mm-hmm. I'm just a D. Mm-hmm. But also I think about it. I I wear really like I wear like workout tops. Like mm-hmm. I wear athleisure almost every day or a dress or something. And as my boobs get smaller, bras are not something that I think about. You know, I don't put on a bra every morning. Mm-hmm. Like why the fuck would I restrict myself like that? <laughs> um, but that is – I did not realize it was, I knew obviously it was the reduction and it was significant, but I didn't realize how significant, Mm -hmm. like that is crazy to me. I, I spent thousands of dollars online shopping for bras, trying to find a bra that would fit me. I would buy six different sizes of a bra Mm. and like, you know, I remember trying to find like a 32 I cup, like just what like it's so hard to find bras that a are that 32 size. band yeah for an, an eye cup yeah holy yeah. shit like there's I, no way yeah it just it doesn't work and it was so frustrating and to me that's really the reason why i wanted to do the surgery is i was like i just want clothes to fit me like mm, i feel like mm-hmm. nothing fits and it was impacting my self esteem like to not yeah. be able to find a bra that like supported me. Like it was so frustrating. Right. But yeah, they were pretty big. Yeah. I think about like the friends of mine. Cause like when I was younger, I've always had pretty full boobs, but like when I was younger, I wanted a boob job so bad. I mean, I grew up, we grew up in the era of like Playboy, mm-hmm. you know, and like girls next door. Like, you know what I'm saying? That sort of thing would influence me to want just like, like, I hate to say it this way, but porn star tits, you know? <laughs> um, it's the only way that gets across like my point as deeply that as it, it does. does. Yes. Thank yeah. You for that. And I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, well I'm, I'm happy with my boobs, but I, yeah, like as I've gotten older and when I, the fact that I have the stability, the money, you know, to do these things, to, you know, undergo surgery to whatever, it makes it that much more enticing. So was it simply cost that led you away from um, not doing anything else while you were under? No, I mean, well, yes, it because it, it was like expensive, um, but I just didn't feel like, like I'm, I was and I still am in this place of like learning to love my body. And I mm. didn't feel like doing something like liposuction was like, the best way to honor my body like yeah and I don't know how to like I don't have an issue with anyone doing that like uh, like right. the whole like mommy makeover like boob job like tummy tuck like I think that's amazing if you want to do that and I think yeah like, people feel amazing but I also like like one of my favorite people that I follow on Instagram is the bird's papaya Sarah Landry Mm -hmm. and she like talks all about like her postpartum body and like her like apron belly and like um just like what is an apron belly um imagine do you know what like an apron looks like Uh uh-huh like if your belly like hung over like an apron like after you've had babies Oh, I've never heard that phrase in my life. Yeah, it's like super common. And a lot of women yeah. have get tummy tucks like to um, like, quote, fix it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to live in a world where women feel like they have to change their bodies to feel beautiful. If you want to change your body, go for it. Like if you want a boob job, if you want a tummy tuck, like is if it's out of right. self-love, 
like I'm behind it. But if it's like, oh, I just want to look perfect. I feel like there's like some deep like inner work that needs to be done before you like undergo surgery. Fair. I, so my thing is like, I really struggle with the finding the balance there. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about Lizzo and how she's kind of been this voice for uh, body positivity and what have you. My thing is I will look at other people and I'm, I can be body positive about someone else fucking all day long. Okay. But myself, that's different. Mm. There are days when I'm like, I would undergo a knife this afternoon if I could. But the thing is, and I, I found that as I get older, um, there, I've prioritized my body in a way that I hadn't before. Right. So it's the eating well, it's the being active. It's, you know, being intentional about caring for myself and caring for my body in those ways. But do I still want to have stuff done? Yes. Have mm. I gone to great lengths to find minimally invasive, you know, workarounds to surgery so that I can feel better about having it done? Absolutely. Because no, I don't want to go under anesthesia. I mean, I mean, I'm a healthy, like young woman, but you never know what's going to go wrong under anesthesia, right? That's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've actually found, you know, uh, programs that I've looked into where, um, you know, it's, it's minimally invasive and it, it, you get the same outcome. Um, you know, for example, like liposuction for, instead of, you know, going under and actually having full liposuction performed while you are under anesthesia, they, there's actually, um, a, a service that's performed by plastic surgeons. They're, you know, board certified, what have you, but you're awake the whole time and you're just, you have local anesthesia. So it's just, but well, it's not bad because it's not as invasive. Mm. So it's like you kind of like win and lose at the same time. I don't know. But I, I think that I'm very much on this journey of finding what works for me and what I want to prioritize. And I think at the end of the day, what I want to prioritize is feeling good about the way that I look, but also being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas maybe you know five years ago, I would have seen fat in a place that I didn't want it and immediately maybe inquired about, you know, liposuction rather than understanding that it's not, you know, going to happen overnight, which Mm -hmm. does that suck? Does that reality suck? Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. I really fucking hate that it doesn't happen overnight. Um, But I've just been kind of like on this like health journey, if you will, of just reinventing the way that I think about my body, the way that I think about, like I eat well, I've always eaten well. I love healthy things, which I think I got lucky in that regard. Um, but you know, it's the being active, like consistently being Mm -hmm. able to find like joy in moving your body. That's, what's really going to get me going. And that's, what's going to, you know, that's what success looks like for me in that regard. Um, though I have, I mean, you know, as we get older, we have, you know, the pouches in our belly that's literally there to protect reproductive organs Mm -hmm. because we're women. Like that's, that's how we were biologically you know, created. I don't really care that we were biologically created that way. I don't fucking want it. Mm, (laughs) So as I get older, yeah. And as that happens, I probably will, you know, have some sort of surgery done. Um, The most that I've really ever done has been Botox and it wasn't even for like wrinkles. It was for sweat Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. under my arms. Best decision I've ever made. And I'm sure 
it's absolutely incredible. So I decided that I was going to do it because I knew that I was moving back to South Texas in the middle of the summer. And I said, okay, if I can like execute this move well, keep costs down, do it efficiently, what have you, I'm going to treat myself to underarm Botox. Um, just, you know, and actually it wasn't a, ne- a necessity by any means, you know, um, but I, that's what I wanted to do. And so I, I did it, you know, and I researched it for several months and then just decided to kind of, you know, pull the trigger and never, never looked back. I probably, and I think you have to re-up every like year or two, I want to say year, 18 months, maybe. Um, so yeah. And it's been the best decision I've ever made mm-hmm. ever. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, and I think my thing is like, you just have to fucking do what works for you. Like, yeah. I've been working on body image stuff like pretty intentionally for a few years now. Um, And I think like one of the most powerful things for me has been movement for one, like yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think like lately I have shifted from like less like body positivity to more just like body neutrality. Like Mm. to just like, like with my stomach, for example, is like the area that I'm always the most insecure about. Like it hasn't changed. She's the same little baby gut she's always been, you know, but like I'm starting to like just feel more neutral towards the fact that like I have like a little bit of a belly. Like when I wear Mm. high-waisted pants and like you can see like little pooch instead of wearing like a long flowy shirt to cover it up. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, that's just what right. my stomach right. looks like. And I think, like, following people on Instagram that have, like, similar body types to me that are, like, sharing, like, fashion ideas and stuff and just, like, yeah, having – just not having, like – I don't know, filling my my brain with, like, all kinds of bodies um, and, like, mm-hmm. remembering mm-hmm. that, like, it's okay that this is what my body looks like and just feeling neutral about it. Like, that's – Right. Probably the healthiest place that I have been with my body is getting just like neutral. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I, I hear you say this and I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, this is amazing. This is great. I'm going to encourage that always. But I also like reflect and I get kind of introspective and I'm like, nope, I'm just vain. (laughs) Well, I mean, I am too, but like at some point for me, my body image stuff is like holding me back from life. Like I'm like, Mm, I'm not mm -hmm. going out because I'm like, oh, like, but if I wear this, then I'm going to look this way and people are going to see that my body looks this way. And it's like, who gives a fuck? Just go. Like last night when I went to yoga, I was like nervous about going and I knew that I would be, I was anticipating that. And I was like, you know, going to like push through it. Um, and I just went wearing like my like sleep t-shirt and like yoga pants and like my Birkenstocks. Like I was like, I'm not yeah. wearing anything cute. Like my hair was a mess. Like I just rolled out exactly as I was. I'm like, no one cares. Like no one well, cares. Well, the thing about it, especially not in Denver, Colorado. Especially no not cares. in Denver. Oh, that might be one of, that. that's like top five favorite things about Denver too, is how casual everyone is. Like no one cares what you look like. Casual there. is one word for it. <laughs> what word would you use? <laughs> Sloppy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like, yeah, it depends. Sloppy, casual would be used in the scenario of like, you go to a nice like lounge bar um, 
that is like 30 up this is all hypothetical well kind of and someone's wearing jeans and um a patagonia pullover that and so specific yeah because i've seen it more often (laughs) than i am happy to say and that folks is why i left denver colorado anyway yeah i mean i think that when you kind of find um where you feel most comfortable in that regard like fucking run with it Mm -hmm. you know why not Mm -hmm. i feel like we live we live in a world where we are constantly especially as women shamed over the smallest thing um like the first thing that comes to mind actually right now not necessarily being shamed but just something that became really popular was um freckles like tattooing freckles on your face Mm. and Though, you know, I've known people to do it. It looks super cute. It can look super cute. Sometimes it doesn't, it looks like misplaced, whatever, (laughs) just like anything else would, right? That you're kind of doing. Um, But my thing is like, when did we get so serious about freckles? You know, like, it's just so interesting to me to see that we as a society have kind of found ourselves in this place. It's not, I don't think it's necessarily good or bad. It's just interesting. I think that's just a trend. Yeah. Yeah, but I also like someone could argue that a B- getting BBLs and everybody having a huge ass is a trend. You know, I agree. like in the nineties, yeah. yeah, like you think Jennifer Aniston in the nineties, she was stick thin, she had mm-hmm. no ass, flat chest, and her hair was bone straight. Yeah, per- you know? and per- she was perfect. Yeah, yes, and that's so interesting because frankly, I look at that and I'm like, I would never. <laughs> you don't want to have sex with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I got her and Sarah Jessica Parker mixed up for a good while. Like, That's it's just funny, isn't it? And then I was like, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I would never think that that would be like a trend, but it was like, that was, mm-hmm. you know, the nineties trend, whatever. And just the same way as having, you know, a Coke bottle figure is now. And who's, who's to say that's not gonna change again? That's mm-hmm. what freaks me out. How like volatile those trends are. Well, that's um, how unpredictable. why. That's why I just don't like. I just don't buy into them anymore. Like, I'm just like not trying to make my body into anything other than what it is, mm-hmm, because it's mm-hmm. like trends do come and go. Like, I don't. I just want to live my life. Like, I just want to actually like live my life in this body that I have. Um, I feel right. like and be proud of it and support yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's so much easier said than done, but I feel like all of my like struggles with depression have almost like, like in healing from depression, I feel like it's been like very healing for my relationship with my body because I'm like Mm -hmm. all of this like suffering that I've went through, it's my body that's carried it. And I have this like sense of compassion and respect for my body at this Mm. point in my life because of like the work that I've done in therapy that I didn't Mm -hmm. before. And I, and I find that my self-talk is like a lot kinder than it used to be. Mm. Um, that is super interesting. I'm the opposite and I'm very much working on getting back to being in a good place, not necessarily with like my body and what it looks like, but I I know that there's room for me to be kinder to myself yeah. just overall. And that's always been something that I've struggled with. I mean, we could dig into trauma and my experiences and and what have you, and it'll, you know, very much show where it came from. But 
yeah, it's, it's amazing to hear that there's like a light at the end of the tunnel of hating your body. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I can confidently say that I do not hate my body. Yeah. I can't say that I love my body every day. Um, but I'm like way closer to that like side of the spectrum. Um, and I feel most of the time like neutral and thankful for my body. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. God. Mm -hmm. On that note. Oh, I love ending on a high note. On that note, thank you all so, so much for joining us this week. If you have any stories to share with us that are maybe just crazy, random, out of the blue, don't even care what the topic is, send us a DM. tell us. Yes, share it with us. Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at blkandwhtpod at gmail.com. We definitely want to hear it. Um, All of the books, shows, everything that we mentioned will be in the show notes. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.